row who was trying to to give me a corn dog to eat. But I was like, man, I'm on stage right now. I'm not going to be able to eat this for another like <laughs> for two hours. It's going to be gross. So I just broke it out and um, inked it before him. And then uh, somebody told me that he ate it after that. I was like, oh, dude, you got kind of nasty. But... This is Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations. Come for the craft beer, bourbon, whiskey, and great drinks. Stay for the conversations. Here's your host, Jonathan Green. I hope you're enjoying National Bourbon Heritage Month as much as I am. I hope you're getting to enjoy some maybe new bourbon. Maybe you bought some new bottles. Maybe you uh, just had some bourbon barrel uh, aged beer or coffee or something else. Maybe some food. I mean, pretty much anything can be barrel aged these days or so it seems. I know I'm having a blast here on Whiskey Week. Smith and Wesley last week was an absolute blast. The impromptu takeover as we had a little bit of technical difficulties uh, turned into gold. You just never know how that's going to turn out. But it was a lot of fun. And this week's episode is a lot of fun. Our bar conversations is with rising country superstar. I'm going to call him a superstar because I think that's where he's destined to be. And that's Ian Munsick. He joins to talk about his new single, his new music, and just his career in general. And on Whiskey 101 for Tasting Notes, Chad Watson tells us why you should try some rye whiskey. Let's not waste any more time and get to the show. It's almost time. Where did I I put those? Here they are. (laughs) It's time. For tasting notes. Welcome back to another tasting notes, and once again, he's back with us, just like Eminem. We, 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 what would we do without him? Please welcome in, aka my daily bourbon, Chad Watson. I wish I had a little like. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> if only I was cool enough to figure out how to do that on this recording software. I think I can. I just don't know how to actually, you know, do the the horns and the blaring. <laughs> but, 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 Chad, welcome back for Whiskey One Hundred and One Part Two. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, you know, it's always fun to, to talk with you. And and the more I do, the more I think maybe there's a little bit of similarity in what we enjoy. Because what we're about to talk to, when I first got into this, I was like, rye, what is this? What is this? But now that I've actually had a bunch of rye and good rye at that, my goodness, what was I missing all of my life? <laughs> Dude, people sleep on rye. Like, they, they just... they. I don't know. They hear spicy and they're just like, I don't like spicy. It scares me. Well, and, and I don't know about you, but you know, as we get into, you know, experimenting with rye folks taking that step from maybe a, their typical bourbon to something else. I've thought of it this way. If you don't really like it, you're probably going to get it be, it's going to be spicier to you. But if you do like it, I almost think it's sweeter to me. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. I mean, that's, just for example, because we were talking about before we before we started recording, this this rye right here is a Kentucky 95.5. Uh, the reason I specify that is because most 95.5 that people know um, is from Indiana. Uh, so this is not New Rift. This is a distillery in Barstown, Kentucky. Uh, and it is, I mean, it's a tropical fruit bomb. It's sweet. I mean, you do get some spice in there, but it's, it's not earthy. It it's crazy. This is I keep preaching this rye, especially to bourbon drinkers, because there's so much dessert and fruit to it that uh, I can't believe it's 122 proof and that it's 95% rye. I mean, it just usually people hear that and like ah, it's a lot of spice. But if you if you experiment out there, there are so many options that are that are like this that are like this rare character. 
And, and it's a great name for, for something <laughs> as well <laughs> to try something different. But as you mentioned, when you're looking to maybe move away from the bourbons that you've always had and go to a rye whiskey, what should you be looking at? Cause there is a little, there is definitely a difference between the two. Oh yeah. So, it, and it depends on, so, I mean, if you're coming from bourbon or scotch, um, you might be intimidated by hearing the terms 95% rye or 95.5, but there, no matter what you look at, some ryes can have 51% rye to them and they could be too spicy for me. But those are the things you want to look at. Uh, so, I mean, you're, you won't find it much around the Kentucky parts, but you know, your Sazerac rye or Old Forester rye, um, Jim Beam rye, Knob Creek rye, Russell's rye, Wild Turkey rye. Those are everything but the Sazerac rye. Those are all ryes that are on the shelf almost every day. They're all a very, very, very similar mash bill, anywhere between 51 and like 60% rye, but they also have corn and malted barley. So it really brings in that sweetness. So if you're, a key thing to think about is if, if there's a big distillery out there that makes a really good everyday bourbon, they probably also make a really good everyday rye. So like Old, Old Forester, their, their rye uh, for 20 bucks can't, to me, can't be beat at the value. There's nothing that can come in at $20 and, and beat it. Uh, it. It is just a solid rye. Wild Turkey 101, probably be my number two. 101 rye is fantastic. It's a few dollars more, but I mean, you're still getting enough of the rye grain in there some of that earthiness some of that citrus a little bit of the spice but the corn and malted barley kind of help balance it out and bring in those sweet stone fruits and a little bit of um of a tame finish so people think oh, it's spicy i don't like spicy spicy's gonna hurt it's mean i'll go eat mexican food all day long but i i, I hate spicy whiskey and and what most people don't realize is you know, you say like a high rye bourbon, like I don't like rye. It's like, well, 99% of all the bourbon you're drinking has a rye content to it. That's where the spice comes from besides the wood. But I mean, you can, you can very easily just get a $20 bottle of rye. And I mean, if you don't like cocktails or if you like cocktails, every cocktail I make for the most part, except unless I'm doing it for a video or just want to change it up is a rye cocktail, old fashions, Manhattans, even whiskey sours. Um, like I'll, I'll do like uh Wild Turkey 101 and Coke. I just think rye is a good everyday mixer and it, it, it's, it's, it's a better foundation for me. So, and usually my first pour of the day here lately has, has been a rye whiskey. Well, like, like I said, I, I've become a huge fan. And, and what I've also learned too to is, you know, first you think of, like you just said, maybe there's just everyday rye out there, but there are more beyond that. I, I think of, you know, minor case rye. It's a younger rye, mm -hmm. but it's finished in sherry cask. You see even finished rye in different type of things out there. Uh, Middle West Spirits is a dark pumpernickel rye yeah. uh, based off of there. So you can also, if you've, you've dived a little bit into rye, you can then expand out beyond that as well. Yeah, there's a there's a ton of stuff in rye. I mean, the big what the big rye we've seen this year, barrel seagrass. So I mean, everyone who is anyone has if if you've not tried it, you're not the cool kid. If you know that's that's been the item this year, and there's so much fun. And it, when you try it, it, to me, it doesn't taste like a rye whiskey. I mean, yeah, they finished it to hell and back, but it, it's a good example of this probably wouldn't work with a bourbon because a bourbon would be too sweet as a base layer. Uh, I'm not saying that they might not do a, you know, a seagrass bourbon release at some point. I'm sure they're going to try, but rye 
I mean, there's just so many possibilities. Like you mentioned, uh, minor case. Uh, that's a fantastic rye. Another one that's one of my favorites is uh, chicken cock rye. Um, I, I absolutely love their stuff. Um, oh, I, can, I just I lost my. There's there's I can't think of who it. Oh, Jefferson's cognac. I was gonna say it's cognac barrel. Like rye and cognac barrel, you wouldn't think. I mean, it's. To me, there's just so much more variety out there, and maybe it's because I, I've been into bourbon for so long that over the last two or three years, I've really kind of gotten into rye, so I'm really re-experiencing it all over again. But I, I think that it's, you know, it's a whole new world. I mean, and I get we could say that about Irish whiskey or Scotch as well, but going from bourbon to rye, is, to me, is an easier transition. Well, and like you said, it's probably one that you can do even easier than you might think. And that is by if you do a cocktail or a mixed drink, mm -hmm. you can mix it, mix it in, start there and then build up from 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 there as you go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, I, I actually just did a cocktail class at work is it two weeks ago. And I was telling some people there, they're like, what are variations of this? You know, I see there is an old fashioned. How can we change an old fashioned? And I was like, my first thing would be to change the base spirit, you know, move from, you know, the lady said, oh, my husband's a bourbon drinker. Um, and I was like, well, we can go to Brandy. Oh, he don't like Brandy. How about rye whiskey? Well, I've seen him drink rye whiskey. I was like, you want to try one? We'll whip it up real quick. Let you try it. She tried it. She's like, oh, my gosh. She's like, I like it better than the bourbon one. He might, too. I was like, that's just, I said, it's so simple. Any any kind of cocktail you see that just calls for bourbon or, like, a, a brown spirit, use rye whiskey. I was like, it'll, it'll change it just enough. Uh, but not too much, but enough to let you know that the rye whiskey is adding some character. Well, I, I like that, and I feel like you did that on purpose. We started off with some rare character. You talk about adding character. It's like you know how, what you're doing. Chat. <laughs> unintentional. Unintentional. Promise. I promise. Well, I appreciate this as always, and I can't wait to see what we talk about next on Whiskey 101. Hell yeah. Remember to check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at HopSpirits.com. Joining us here for the Bar Conversations, he's a country artist, songwriter, recently released a new single, More Than Me. Welcome in, Ian Munsick. Thank you for having me, man. Well, I appreciate you taking time. Well, it's called Bar Conversations, but I know we're doing this during the day, and I normally don't day drink, but for you, I made an exception. And I know where you're from originally, so I figured a little Yellowstone family recipe might be up your alley. Yeah, dude, nice, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now, I know you're traveling, doing stuff, so I don't think you're drinking at the moment, but what's your kind of <laughs> go-to drink or something that you always like to drink that might be a little stronger than, say, a, a water? Man, uh, I like... Um... Tequila is kind of my go-to um, if I'm out at a bar. Uh, but, man, I really enjoy Crown and Coke after I get off stage just because it kind of helps me unwind a little bit. Um, tequila is kind of the opposite of that. And <laughs> it helps me get going, you know. So <laughs> so what you're saying is you don't – one's for before the show, one's for after. Levels exactly. you have pretty well. <laughs> exactly man yeah now you know you're on social media a good bit you're you're you you show off your, your son and everything what's it like being a dad that's got to be one of the coolest things for you yeah man it's the best it uh you know it um it definitely 
changed everything in my life because now I, I have a greater purpose of just me, you know, um, everything I do from writing music to, um, to mowing the lawn, man, it's all for him at the end of the day, <laughs> dude. So it just kind of, uh, it's definitely the most life-changing thing that's happened to me. Now, how old is he? He is two and a half. I've, I've got a three and a half year old daughter. What, oh, cool. uh, for for you, I'm guessing it didn't change a whole lot in your lifestyle in the sense of waking up at different hours, you know, things like that. Because you know, life of a oh, musician. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. what's it? Been, I mean, outside of those, you know, other changes. I mean, were, were there things that you were expecting that you know might not have happened, and vice versa? Man, um, I think the biggest change in terms of my schedule, man. You know, um, being a a musician, you usually have a late night, um, which means you wake up <laughs> later in the day. But man, uh, I get home off the road and, um, and my wife's been watching him for the last three days and she needs a break. <laughs> so then I get home and I'm like, man, like I'm the first one up six o'clock, uh, after not, really getting a whole lot of sleep the night before so uh that's kind of been the biggest schedule change but um other than that man it's uh it's really taught me how to make the most out of the time that I have to work on my music um you know to things that probably would have taken me three hours to do now take me an hour because I know that that's the only time that I have, you know, so just prioritizing it and um, making the most out of the time that I have with him and then making most out of the time that I have with my craft. I was going to say, they're definitely, uh, kids are definitely like an alarm clock that just, you don't even really need to set one. They just wake you up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Because my friends are always like, you can sleep in on the weekend. I'm like, no, I can't. She's in the room at seven (laughs) o'clock. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Now, your wife's a big part of all of this, too. What's it like having her as your, your manager? I mean, that's got to be be fun. It is, man. Yeah, she, uh, <coughs> man, she kills it. She, um, she's really in tune with um, branding. That's kind of her main thing. So anything with the eyes is all her. And then everything with the ears is all me, man, because... Um, you know, I don't, I could care less about, um, images and, you know, the, the color schemes and stuff like that. All I care about is music, you know, but, um, she, she was really the one that, um, put those and, um, harmonized them with my music. Um, and, you know, all of our merchandise is, designed by her um you know like all the color schemes the majority of my instagram is her so um man it's really uh it's she's a key part of of who i am as an artist and we get to travel the world together and we get to bring our two-year-old um to the majority of the places as well man so i'm just very grateful to still be able to get as much 
family time out on the road um, without having to uh, sacrifice that every time I leave, you know? Well, and I was going to say, I mean, she, you say she's the eyes, but she's a little bit of the ears too, because she had a big role in your uh, chart topping uh, duet with Cody Johnson, right? Yeah, she did, man. So she's just really smart, man. You know, she, uh, she, um, she's kind of the, on the ask permission, she's the ask forgiveness um so she'll just go out and do whatever she thinks needs to be done man and um we were on tour with cody last year and um for the the the, for the first half of this year as well and um we were playing in utah and right after i got off stage um cody was kind of in the hallways of the arena and she ran into him and um she said, you know, I just caught his, and, uh, man, the crowd really loves him. And thankfully we were kind of in my stomping grounds in the Rocky mountain area where, where, um, where we have a pretty good hand base out there. And, um, and she's like, yeah, this is kind of his, his territory. And, um, they got to talking a little bit more and, um, the Caroline just kind of out of the blue was like, Hey, do you know, he actually has this tune that, um, we think that you'll really like. And he was probably like, Oh, great. Another new artist trying to get me on a song. Like, here we go again. So he's like, yeah, I guess I'll go listen to it. So he goes onto his tour bus and, um, listens along with cowgirls for the first time. And he came right off the bus and came up to my wife and said, hell yes, I'm in. And, um, man so without her i probably wouldn't would have never had the courage to ask him you know so she's a keeper she's a keeper you're gonna keep her (laughs) around in more ways than the one and you know for for you and and family i mean it's a a large role uh, i feel like just from how you grew up to to now what was it like growing up kind of also in a musical family your brothers dad still play together they open for you i think at the uh one of the festivals you were at recently i mean how cool is all of that man it's amazing um i have two older brothers and my dad they all play music they all write music um so being the youngest man it was just always in our house there was always a fiddle playing in our house there was always two guitars going on there was a lot of harmonies always in our house man and um old cowboy music to country and western music to just old country music and um everything in between man um gospel music um bluegrass music rock and roll music i mean it was all there you know um and having my two older brothers too um i inherited their albums um and when i say inherited i mean stole you know (laughs) by the time i was eight years old i had the eminem in my cd player walkman and you know like the teachers are like oh you shouldn't be listening to eminem you know like all that stuff like well to my two older brothers like him so so how come i can't um you know so i just always had those influences at a very very young age and um i always knew exactly what i wanted 
to do with my life and it was play music and it was because I had my two older brothers and my dad that just uh, instilled that from the very beginning. Well, I mean, you mentioned those influences, you know, from your family, but also some of the music you were growing up with. I feel like, too, I think I read somewhere where either you said it or someone said it about you that because of kind of how country has gone, all those influences that you grew up with, you came in like for you personally, like almost at the right time. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, You know, the country music for a long time was just going more and more and more and more away from the roots of country music um and that's not a bad thing man i think that that it's important because it 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 allows it to grow to a uh wider audience so there's nothing wrong with that you know um but at the end of the day man the, the country music will always go back to the way it was you know um just like it did in the 80s when it was really poppy for a while and then the 90s country came right back to where it was at and then like it kind of straight away came back in the 2000s and then boom it's coming back now you know so um i think that being a new artist right now and um having the brand and and the style of country music that i have um i just think it's all really really good timing well, and you're from Wyoming, you know, what, did, what was it like out there and how did that impact you and just kind of who you are and the music that you make? Man, so I grew up on a cattle ranch out there. Um, so, you know, mountains, prairies, horses, cattle, cowboys, cowgirls, that was, the, that was um, a culture that I, that I grew up in. Um, so there's a lot of that in in my music, obviously. Um, and growing up in Wyoming, I never heard songs on the radio about that area. You know, like it was always about Georgia or Texas, you know, those kind of places that, um, that have reigned over country music for the last 50 years. Um, but man, I just, I knew that that I always had a unique upbringing. The growing up on a cattle ranch in the least populated state, um, where the country is about as country as it is. You know, I mean, <laughs> people eat, sleep, and breathe to country music and that culture out there. Um, so when I moved. To Nashville about 10 years ago I promised myself that uh I would bring a piece of the west to the rest as I like to say <laughs> I like that I like that a lot and you know it's still near and dear to your heart you um I believe raised more than uh fifty thousand dollars with the Wyoming for Montana benefit show yeah and that was held at a very special place for you can you talk a little bit about all of that and how it came together yeah man um so I, I think that was yeah that that was just over a week ago, um, we played in the small town of Emigrant to Montana, which is right in the Paradise Valley area that's about an hour away from um, Bozeman. Um, and it just so happens that my wife and I got married there um, two years ago. And 
it's one of the most beautiful places on earth, man. And we love going out there. And um, when the floods hit earlier this spring, um, man, we knew that we had to put the help in any way that, that we could. Um, and there's a really, really cool old cowboy bar there. And there's not a, there's not a whole lot there. There's a gas station and a bar and that's pretty much it there's not even a stop <laughs> sign you know so uh so there's a really cool bar there that um that to get some really cool live music so we decided to hold a fund raiser there and i asked um a few wyoming artists to to join us and man they all said yes and wyoming and montana really have a brotherhood man because they're the last two two cowboy states in my opinion you know um so so just being able to go up there and help them out in a place that holds a lot of sentimental value for my wife and I was really really cool man and we got to raise money for the community that uh has been hit hard because of the floods and because of of the national park not being open, um, the commerce there has been struggling for the last few months, man. So just being able to raise that for them and, and to bring as much attention as we could to them, um, you know, it just, I think that uh, anytime I can give back to the community that's given me my inspiration, man, I'm going to do it whenever I can. So it was really cool. Well, and you mentioned it, you know, was where you and your wife got married and, you know, I believe uh, your, your son, and I'm not sure if your wife also made a, an appearance in the uh, latest uh, video you did for uh, more than me. Yeah. Did they finally more make their me. debuts? Yeah. yeah, man, they were, yeah, they were both in there and that was actually filmed just a couple of miles away from, uh, from where we held the, the, benefit the concert at so uh we love to make videos out there just because it's really easy to make it look <laughs> beautiful because it is beautiful man huge mountains everywhere you look so oh no i, I to totally get that when we went out to uh jackson hole for our honeymoon and, and we're taking the yeah. picture in front of the tetons they're like this is the most photographed barn in the world <laughs> and i was like what and then you, you look and you go nope makes sense makes sense and you realize why. Yeah, man, <laughs> yeah exactly. it's not. Exactly. It's beautiful out there, and you, you know your new single, "More Than Me." Did you really take though three years to write that song? Yeah, man, I did. It was a long process. Um, <laughs> That's dedication. <laughs> yeah, man. No, dude, it's. Uh, it was one of those where I had the idea. Um, you know, like and it's all a true story. Um, I saw my friend get married um, three years ago, maybe four years ago now. Um, and he said those words, she loves Jesus more than me. And it meant it just hit me right there. I was like, oh gosh, dang, that's, that's money, man. So then I just mulled it over and tried to figure out a way to, um, to make each verse hit in a unique way, you know, so the, the first one is him. The 
the next one is me hoping I find a woman like that. And then a third verse is having a uh, uh, son and, and, and my wife to loving him more than me. So, uh, man, I'm glad that it took that long to, to write it. Cause I, had I just had done the whole thing after the, after I heard him do it, uh, it would have just been his story. Um, but man, just having lived all those years of life, um, really connecting it with me, um, man, I think that, that that's how the best tunes are uh, written, man, because if you put your personal experience in there, the chances are that um, other people are going to have that experience as well well and i was gonna say for you when you're writing is it a lot of personal experiences or at least drawing from from inspiration of of those i mean how does that go for you yeah man absolutely all um all of all of my songs that have the most connection with other people are the ones that um that i have the most connection with personally um and i've yeah man those are always the ones that stand out um and the ones that don't i usually don't um release just because (laughs) i just know that that it's not me you know yeah might be for someone else but it's not for you exactly man yes exactly well, now I, I must say, my daughter enjoys uh, of all all the songs uh, of yours, "Cowboy Killer." She loves that. She loves the the, 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 the <laughs> melody in there, the, the so, some of the background uh, vocals and everything. She loves that. You know, you yeah, kids you, love that one. You know, and, and it's so funny. And you know, you've released a few songs this year. You you got more than me, "Cowboy Killer," "Long Live Cowgirls." Mm-hmm. I mean, are you building toward another album, EP? Where where are we headed with all this? Yeah, Can't- man, I got a. Uh... <laughs> Album two is on its way. Uh, I can't officially announce when yet, but, but it's coming very, very uh, soon, man. It's uh, yeah, man. We got a whole stack of tunes ready. That is that is awesome to hear. And you, you've also been hit on tour. You're hitting a whole lot of places. I know you've been wrapping up yeah. in Texas. You're coming up to where, where I'm based out of here at the end of September in Lexington, Kentucky, North Carolina. Yeah, man as well i mean what what's all that been like being out on tour and getting to see everybody man it's been great um 2021 was the last year or or was the first year that we actually hit the road hard man with me and my band um prior i would just kind of play acoustic dates here and there fly out um back to the rocky mountain region and play but um starting spring of 20 2021 um the kind of as soon as the world opened back up from COVID, um, man, we hit the ground running. Um, so, you know, we've been on tour with Dakota Johnson for the majority of last year. And then we just started tour with uh, Morgan all in last weekend. Um, and then we'll be out with him for the next month. And then just playing a whole bunch of my own headlining the dates through the end of the year um and it's been really cool man being able to release music and my first album and then hit the road 
after that really allowed me to see um, see how people respond to my music after they've heard it for a long time. Um, and then just being able to go out there and have people sing along with it and have that firsthand experience, man, that just, it makes all of the miles you travel, all the early mornings, all the late nights, uh, man, it just, they're just, uh, they make them easy because the people um, to make it worth every mile. Now, now I got to ask you, you, you know, you, you share things that your wife is very good at it. Apparently she's the, the mastermind behind the social media. Did you really sign a corn dog? I saw the picture. What was going through your mind when someone did that to you? Cause I feel like you had to be going, wait, what? <laughs> uh, dude, we, uh, yeah, we played at the Iowa state fair, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but on my Instagram story, I announced, uh, hey, hey, we're playing the stage at 8 p.m. Bring me a corn dog, um, and then I just kind of left it there and forgot about it for a few hours. Then I went back on Instagram and I had like a hundred DMs of, I'm bringing a corn dog, and it, then I was like, all right, boys, we better be prepared for an army of corn dogs during this, and um, and we pulled up to the stage and there was a ton of corn dogs out there and um man i had a sh- sharpie in my pocket and you know there's always the cowboy hats and stuff out there that i'll i'll go and sign but there was a guy in the front row who was trying to to give me a corn dog to eat but i was like man i'm on stage right now i'm not going to be able to eat this for another like <laughs> to two hours it's going to be gross so i just broke it out and um inked it before him and then uh somebody told me that he ate it after that i was like oh dude you get <laughs> kind of nasty but uh man it was definitely a a first for me <laughs> no, I, I i love that and you just never know what you're gonna see on tour <laughs> You know, when, when you dropped that kind of your first, first album, you know, back in, in 17, you know, when you kind of won yeah. some awards, did you ever see all of this happening? Like in coming to this point, I know that's the goal, but it's a, it's totally different to kind of see it begin to rise and take off. Yeah, man. Um, to be honest, man. Yes, because you have to have that faith um that your career is going to do what you want it to do um you know and not saying that um not saying that uh man it's just ever since i was a kid um i've always known that I want to be a country music artist, you know, and um, even if my career ended tomorrow, I would be okay with it because I get to, I've gotten to make music and perform that 
music for the last 29 years of my life, you know? So that's, I, I think that I'm the luckiest guy in the world, man. And I have my dream job and um, I can help people through my music, which is the best part about it all, man. So, um, did I think that I was going to be on tour with Morgan Wallen this year? No, but, um, at the same time, it's like I look back five years ago and I would have thought that I would be further ahead in my career than I am now, you know, but now that I'm here, it's like, okay, everything has been happening for a reason. It's been very much a step by step um, as opposed to just being launched, you know, and I'm really grateful for that because I feel like it has um, given me patience and um, allowed me to enjoy each step along the way, man, because if you blow up out of nowhere, then you get to miss so much of, of what makes you appreciate being able to do what I get to do, man. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of the long story of it, but, uh, but I'm just very, very blessed, man. Very, very lucky to be where I am in my career right now. It's not, not cockiness, but confidence. You got to have confidence in yeah. yourself or otherwise, you know, you're probably not going to survive in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly, man. Yeah. Dude, people will, uh, take your lunch and eat it right in front of your face in this town, man. So you got to know that you have a purpose here and um, have a lane and have your goals, man. And just keep on doing them one after another, man. That's all you can do. Well, and as we wrap up, you can find him at ianmunsick.com and on social media at ianmunsick. Um, somehow he managed to get his own name across all of social media. It's very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I guess my last question is, you mentioned, you know, you're going to be doing some tour dates with Morgan. You're going to do some of your own headlining things. Is that kind of what folks can expect from you as you close out the calendar year of 2022 and head into 2023? Yeah, man, that's exactly it. Um, you know, we're playing coast to coast the next few months we're going to um cali uh all the way to utah um all the way to um the heartland illinois and across the midwest to to kentucky um all the way to the east man so we'll we're gonna kind of be everywhere and um this, this same goes for the beginning of 2023 um a lot of touring and a lot of new music that'll be coming out man so uh yeah dude, it'll be out there well i'm i'm excited to see what what happens as the year you know closes out and, and uh, next year opens up because there's a lot of a lot of cool cool stuff and ian i love your music i appreciate the time thank and, you and this was a blast hey thank you jonathan um dude Real quick, I got to uh, plug my tour sponsor because they're actually the ones that hooked me up with you, dude. Um, okay, go Southern, for it. Southern Recipe Pork Rinds um, are my official tour sponsor. Uh, pork Rinds, most people think that uh, they're junk 
the food um, because they taste really good. But uh, <laughs> dude, the truth about the pork rind is that it is uh, actually extremely healthy for you. It's uh, great for the keto diet, great for the gluten-free diet, high protein, low carb, and um, Southern recipe has the best in the game, man. They have awesome flavors and um, I would not be able to tour as hard as I do without those guys. And um, I wouldn't be here with you today had it not been for them, man. So uh, Southern Eat recipe better. pork rinds, they're the best. Well, and are, so are you, do you kind of like a little bit of, I don't want to call it junk food. That's not correct, but a little, little snack food on occasion. Snackage. Oh dude. Yeah, bro. I, uh, <laughs> I snack a lot, dude, but um, having the pork rinds on the bus helps because I can eat those and not feel as bad about myself because they're actually, they're actually healthy. Um, because it's not like I'm eating ice cream or the cookies or potato <laughs> the chips, man. It's actually a high prot, man. So I do love the snack though. I love it. I love it. See, you just never know what you're going to find out about someone uh, when you yeah, have a drink with them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me, Jonathan. I appreciate it, Ian, and good luck with everything. And I'm looking forward to the, to what's next for you. Toss, man. Well, thank you, man. You uh, you have a great day, and appreciate you having me on here, brother.